The older I get, the harder it is to find something to wear. Maybe that's because my soul is increasingly laid bare. I'm Shannon Hayes, and you're listening to Season 4, Episode 9 of The Hearth of Sepbush Hollow. lessons from a life tied to family, community, and the land. I'm Shannon Hayes, and I operate Sapbush Hollow Farm with three generations of my family in the northern Catskill Mountains of upstate New York. I'm the chef-owner of Sapbush Cafe, a farm-to-table and neighbor-to-neighbor experience, open Saturdays 9 to 2 from April through November in our tiny hamlet of West Fulton. And I'm also the author of a few books, including Radical Homemakers, The Grass-Fed Gourmet, and Redefining Rich. Bob and I are wedding guest list safety valves. We receive invitations, but everyone knows we don't ever go. Most weddings seem to take place on Saturdays in summer and fall, and for all but the first two years of our marriage, we've worked Saturdays in summer and fall. Folks do send us wedding invitations. Our friends and family fulfill their social obligation by including us, but then they get two open seats for the buffet because we don't attend. I'm pretty sure most brides and grooms work this simple truth into their dinner calculations. But Eileen and Pat are new to our lives. They moved in next door to the cafe last summer, one of the brightest spots in one of our roughest years. They informed us a few months ago we were invited to the wedding. We loved the photo of them on their save-the-date card taken here in West Fulton. Well, that's so nice that you invited us, I exclaimed. You know you don't have to do that. We wanted to, explained Pat. Yeah, but um, we don't go to weddings. You'll go to ours, replied Pat. Well, it's on a Saturday, I reminded him. Saturday night, he corrects me. Yes, but we won't be able to drive there in time. Ah, it's only an hour away, and you close it too. Here only one year, and they seem to have figured out Bob and I already. As the months have gone by, we've actually started looking forward to the event. We adore Eileen and Pat, and I'm honored that they've chosen to make West Fulton their home. Sersha and Ula, of course, have already begun designing original outfits that they will be wearing to the event. Bob will put on a button-down and khakis and clean up good. That leaves me. 
There was a time when I had a closet with lovely summer outfits, dresses that showed off my muscled arms and hugged my curves and flared out when Bob would turn me as we danced. But life changed me. Aging changed me. My arms grew a layer of fat. The flat stomach bulges no matter how active I am, no matter how careful I am with what I eat. I can't see behind me to know what my tush is doing, but I suspect things have a mind of their own back there, too. The dresses that used to fill my closet stayed in residence till they were threadbare, and then I never replaced them. My life no longer required them. Wool sweaters and jeans got me through the winter, tank tops and quick-dry work pants through the summer. A chef coat on top is now my version of dressing up. But it occurs to me that a wedding will require something different, and... I don't know where to begin. I look around me at the women my age and older, how artfully many of them adorn themselves with fabrics, textures, and jewelry to create beautiful, soft, feminine effects. I look online at the options, and I just grow overwhelmed. I can't tell what will fit. I can't tell what will look good. I can't keep all the options straight in my head. I can't imagine the time it would take to compose these beautiful looks or the exhaustion I would feel adorning myself and then removing the ornaments and putting them away. And I can't think of where I would store such things. And I can't, in truth, bring myself to care deeply enough to spend the money on them. Why am I putting myself through this? I could show up in a chef coat and work pants and Eileen and Pat probably wouldn't care. Although someone might ask me to find out if there's any more chicken parm. So then, again... Why am I putting myself through this? Because a wedding makes me remember my own wedding. When I skipped over all bridal traditions and slipped into a red velvet dress Bob and I found on a sail rack, and we ran off and exchanged our vows over a snowstorm on a cliff's edge over the edge of the ocean in Maine. I remember his hands on my waist, the doting glow in his eyes. A wedding makes me remember every flouncy dress I used to pull on, transforming from farm girl to his beautiful maiden with no effort whatsoever. And he'd smile down at me, and we'd turn and spin and dance, often with nowhere to go but our own lawn. We are 23 years into our marriage, and there is much joy and delight in our days. Working side by side in the kitchen, listening to bird calls in the woods, planning our day over cups of coffee beside the headwaters of Panther Creek, sitting on the porch in the evening with the girls and their friends, laughing and teasing, having lunch with mom and dad at the cafe, singing and strumming with our friends on music nights. I know Bob loves me, and I know we are the best of friends, but there are moments when I wonder if there is a way to recover that <laughs> easy, youthful femininity that held his gaze so deeply. Business in the cafe is slow on Saturday, and I consider using the time to attempt another round of online shopping. But then, a family of four comes in. They're staying in the Airbnb upstairs, and I don't recognize the language they're speaking. The mother wears a headscarf. The grown daughters do not. After fixing their breakfast, I stop over to chat. This is their second time coming here. The daughters are refugees, and the parents have been able to fly over from Iran to visit. They wanted to bring them to Satbush Cafe. <laughs> and I'm lost in their story, unsure whether to leave them to eat in peace or to badger them to tell me every detail of their lives. When you are a refugee, you start over with nothing, one of the daughters explains. It doesn't matter what you were in your home country. When you arrive here, you are nothing.
Nothing. You must start again. <laughs> I held a master's degree and worked in a lab in a university, the other daughter tells me. Now I am a clerk at Home Depot and the customers insist on checking my math. I'm lost in their stories. I want to understand their journey. I want to understand what it is like to be reduced to nothing but your memories. And I forget about the quest for a pretty dress. And I forget about the bulge in my belly and the fat on my arms. I enjoy talking with the father as he practices his English, telling me about his garden and his fruit trees in Iran. The mother takes me over to our yarn and shows me pictures of the rugs she has made with both silk and wool. I am so moved by their journey, honored that in this limited time this family has together, they would choose to share it with us. They slip out the door too soon. I sit quietly at the espresso bar and sip a coffee, thinking about all that just happened when a pair of arms wraps around me from behind. Bob's long body folds over me until his lips find mine. My God, I love you, he tells me. I look up at him in surprise. I love that you care so much. I loved hearing their story. I love watching you be you with people. You just amaze me. The following day, we head down to the city for his next doctor's appointment. While there, we go into an outdoor store that specializes in zero-impact clothing. They have three dresses in their product line. I pick the blue one, and we spend the rest of the day ambling through the city. He goes to his appointment, and I go to pick up lunch before we meet for the train. I'm walking down Fifth Avenue when I see a giant picture of Marilyn Monroe plastered to the window of the Museum of Sex. I stop and stare at her for a long time, captured in her prime, all dolled up with those sultry bedroom eyes, forever young, forever a sex symbol. And I remember when I had those lines. I remember when I had the wardrobe to celebrate them. And then I think about that family, about their being reduced to nothing. We will all be reduced to that. The curves are temporary. The clothes are temporary. The acquisitions and achievements are temporary. Each day we age, we only become what the universe asks us to become. Maybe slipping away from the grip of the ego and into more lightness of being, applying our life force to love and creation. Marilyn Monroe never got to do that. She's stuck there, eternally youthful. But I think I will tiptoe into the dressing room and try on this new kind of beauty that reveals itself at midlife. This self-acceptance and joy that comes when I stop worrying about the bulge in my belly and recognize that I'm on the path that I need to be on and my body will do what my body needs to do to age through this life. And while here... I get to be loved unconditionally by a man who still has that doting glow in his eyes. Brides and grooms, our wool bedding sale is on for all of June. That's right. 
All wool blankets, comforters, pillows, and yarn are 20% off. So if you need a graduation gift, a wedding gift, a Father's Day gift, hop over to sapbushfarmstore.com and place your order. The sale runs for the entire month, so check it out. This just in, due to the wildfires in Canada, the air quality here in West Fulton is currently at unhealthy levels. We are unsure when the pollution will move out of our region and the cafe is too small to operate safely without opening windows for ventilation. So we will be closed this Saturday, June 10th for the safety of our crew and customers. I'm so sorry. We will reopen on June 17th. But wool is still on the menu, so don't miss your opportunity to check out the bedding sale online. And speaking of wool, it is time for Bob and I to drive our fleeces up to the mill in Prince Edward Island. Because of the time we need to transport the wool, and because we will be racing the clock to make sure we are up and back to reopen the cafe on schedule for next Saturday, the Hearth of Sapwish Hollow podcast will be on pause this coming week. We will miss you, but we will be back. You can check out the weekly prefix farm-to-table specials on the blog at sapbush.com. Our online website, sapbushfarmstore.com, continues to be stocked with our grass-fed and pastured meats, eggs, as well as the wool bedding and yarn. Feel free to check it out. Or better yet, if you're in the area, feel free to drop by our honor store any time of the day or night, located in the little red shed at the back of the cafe parking lot. The address is 832 West Fulton Road, West Fulton, New York. If you'd like to come see us for a getaway, our farm-to-table retreat on Panther Creek is taking bookings through Airbnb, and Sersha and Ula have now opened the tenter site to accept reservations. You can find it by searching for Calico Ridge, Sapwish Hollow at tenter.com. If you want to stay on top of cafe and farm specials, farm happenings, or follow my musings on the blog when the podcast goes silent in the fall and winter, be sure to head over to the website at either sapbush.com or theradicalhomemaker.net and sign up for the newsletter. We do not do social media, so this is the only way to keep tabs on us. Plus, when you do, you can download a free workbook that pairs with my latest book, Redefining Rich, winner of a Nautilus and an Axiom Medal. If you enjoy the slower things in life, you can also join our snail mail list and get Willis hand-drawn postcards with notices about special offers and our CSA program. You can even be entered in a drawing to win a free CSA share by emailing me at shannon at sapbush.com with your address. If you enjoyed this, please take a few minutes to leave a review. This helps the other folks find my work, and please share this podcast with friends and family. This helps to get the ideas to spread. Better still, you can make the magic happen for as little as $1 a month by hopping over to Patreon and looking up Shannon Hayes. Or, if it's easier, you can also donate to support the podcast by sending a check to Shannon Hayes, care of Sapwish Hollow Farm, 832 West Fulton Road, West Fulton, New York, 12194. And that's a really important thing to do because all of this, the podcast, the blog, the novels and books of the creative recharging that happens over fall and winter are a result of the support of my patrons on Patreon. And this week, I'd like to send a shout out to my patrons, Julie Mason and Julie Carpenter. Thank you, folks. I could not do it without you. In case you were wondering, this podcast was produced and edited by the sexiest man alive, my husband, Bob Hooper, and the great music we're listening to comes to us from Emery. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Now the birds are singing